You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, we're Chris and Susan, and this is Living the Retirement Lifestyle, the show for wannabe retirees and those already in retirement, where we discuss with our guests some of the issues around retirement that maybe we've put in the closet and not thought about for a very long time or maybe we've been avoiding. So today we have a very special guest with us. He is BD Dalton. He is residing in the UK just like Chris and myself and he is one of the co-authors of a book Retire Inspire and I think that title really says it all. And I have to say, BD, before I introduce you and get you to tell everyone your story, yeah. I, just, I just thought that your heading of your chapter says it all. Stranded on a desert island, paradise or living hell. And when we read through it the first time, I have to say, Chris said, well, Susan, you wouldn't last more than half an hour without your no, mobile phone. No, I said 10 minutes, phone. actually. Oh, 10 minutes. So. <laughs> well, no, because she'd, she'd actually come there and she'd sort some stuff out, and the coconuts would all be in a line, and then the deck chairs, and then everything else, and then she'd be bored. So as long yeah. as she had that, then, then everything would be good, and then she had some people to talk to, maybe a day. Maybe a day. No, I don't <laughs> think I'd actually make it through the day to be perfectly well, especially honest. If you, especially if you took this thing away. No, if oh, you took yes. that away. I've done. I'm totally done. The vice. The vice. Some people smoke, some people drink, and then a lot of us just have this this, this device that, that takes us away from everything, but it connects us to everything else. It's crazy. That's right. And I think it does have a good side and a bad side. Um, yeah. And certainly for us at the age that we are with an elderly parent left now, we could not be without that. And the technologies that help people like that for instance, my mum has Siri set up. I mean, she, she's better at Siri than we are. And it gives her an alarm in the morning to remind her to ring us because sadly she has dementia and early onset Alzheimer's now. And that is really good because it's part of the routine that they yes. need. So, you know, we won't talk about technology so much today, but yeah, I think it's really important. It is very important. It keeps us connected. It makes us. It makes our lives easier, and we're able to think about other things. And then we clog our brains up with everything else. So it's it's amazing. Exactly. So as our special guest today, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you do, and what your future holds for you? So um, I started financial advice in 1997. Um, my dad worked for Edward Jones, uh, which is a big financial advice in the states. Um, firm and we really were working with a lot of clients we built our business door knocking so um, my dad my dad brought me into the fold actually my mom did she'd tell you that is that my dad um, didn't want to drag me into the company and and he wanted me to make my own choices uh, but I was working for Walmart the evil empire for quite a few years and not evil empire but very good at what they do but everybody you either like them or don't like them and and I liked them because I worked for them but I was selling things that weren't changing people's lives. So I had to do something that was actually going to make a difference in the people's lives. And that came into financial advice. So in 1997, started off financial advice, um, built my clients from what started off at zero to about 500 clients in the space of two years. Wow. Um, door knocking, networking, doing all the stuff that you needed to do. Um, the first financial crisis hit, 
you know, 2000, 2000 you know, the, the first tech bubble. Yes. Um, and I watched, I watched a lot of my clients lose a lot of money. So I thought I was smarter than everybody else. And um, the, my dad, who was investing in normal uh, blue chip companies, blue chip being Coca-Cola, you know, kind of BT over here, BA, things like that. And because we were in Seattle, which was Microsoft world, everybody wanted to be in tech. Everybody had a brother or a cousin or a nephew or somebody else that worked at a tech company and we're going to be billionaires, you know, overnight billionaires. And that, that was the first time when I got to see people who could have retired within the space of months be able to not retire. It's crazy. Or be in retirement and have to come out of retirement. And it was scary. So I knew that I wasn't smarter than the system. And, and so I then had the opportunity to uh, come over and be an expatriate here in the UK. So I was five years, four, four and a half, five years in Seattle, Washington, building the business there. And then when I came over here and started again. So I came to Birmingham, um, you know, two hours north of London. People ask you why, but it's 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 a big village. It's amazing. You know, we have 1.2 million people, but you can meet everybody. You can I can meet the, the head of the professional football teams, the mayor, you know, I see him out walking around. It, it's just a very accessible, big, big city. And so it's, it's lots of fun, but I had to build up a business again, door knocking. So built it up door knocking here in the UK. And uh, let me tell you, we are two countries separated by a common language because the things that I didn't know when people were saying that if I call them, they thought that I was going to come to their house they're saying, no, we won't be in. I was like, well, I'm just going to ring your phone. <laughs> and so you just get all these different things that are just, but the thing that always comes back to it is retirement is still the same. So money is still the same in people's lives. Brits talk about it a little bit less than Americans because we Americans like to, on a whole, like to brag and talk about all sorts of stuff. But money is such a reserved issue and people don't like to talk about it, which is, which is the downfall of, of building retirement you know quote unquote retirement which i don't believe is the same anymore and um, so long story short is that then got me to 2012 where i helped two companies two of my clients sell their companies to bring me the money to then invest and the, their their group of professionals weren't uh, delivering it to the level that i believe that they should have to give them the amount of money that they needed to come out with so what we did was then build our consultancy around helping people get ready to go from being business owner to millionaire. And what does that look like and what does that feel like? So in that space of time, in 2009, I don't know if you guys were around, which I'm sure we all were, the global financial crisis kind of happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were <laughs> in the middle of that. It kind of, it kind of came out as like that slow-moving truck that was just about there. And then everybody said, hey, there's a crisis. And it hits us and knocks us all for two years of a coma. You know, it's two years of a, people that, that survived the coma came out thumbs up. But a lot of people didn't survive the coma. They, they kind of changed their world. And that was the big, the big turnaround. The tech bubble was one thing. This was, this was devastating to a lot of people's portfolios, their incomes and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, that, that was us. We got stuck right in the middle of that. And to be honest, you, you say there's good reasons that things that come out of this and bad things for us, it's the thing that really shook us, shook us to the core because as, 
self-employed business owners for most of our working lives, we, we'd invested under financial advice at the time, good, into property. And 2008 came along and boom, it literally was gone. And we were faced with the kind of challenge that people are today. And that is, what am I going to do? What, what, what financial security have I now got for my retirement years? So we totally mm. get it, don't we? And that is, it's, it changes and people don't. People don't like to talk about their, their hardships and their, well, they, they, they do, but then you start to go down this whole downward spiral and everybody talks about how bad it is. And everybody, I think the, the thing we have to talk about is how we made it out of that, like you yep. guys did, like your clients did. We're all still here, you know, no matter what's happening with the B word, you know, because we'll, we're, not, we're not there yet, but Brexit will happen. Everything's going to happen. It just happens around us and it will affect us. But we're, as long as you're adaptable, bendable and flexible in, in all those different ways that you need to be both body, business and mind, then you're, you're, you're good. And everybody's business, everybody has a business. That's the thing is nobody ever retires. Your, your business could be a bank account that's paying you a paycheck or a pension from BT or BA or whoever else it is paying you a paycheck, but that's your business. And what you do on your working day could be golf. It could be um, taking care of grandkids. It could be whatever, but that's your work. So you're getting paid in a different way. So I think that retirement's really changed. So I wrote my first book um, called True Gravity which is all about networking and measuring your network and how you network and being militant about the numbers and what you're giving to your network and the people that care about you. And that could be your family network. That could be your business network. It could be your community. Um, because a lot of people give and expect to get stuff back in business, community, whatever else. And that's not what you should give for because it'll come back in other ways, but you have to measure those ways. So that was true gravity. Then I wrote a book called Gross, Sell, and Retire, which then obviously brought us to Retire Inspire. But it's about people that are either growing their business or their career, and they're selling either selling more in their business or selling more to get out, and then they retire. But retirement looks so different now than it ever has before. And I think that people have so many more, just like our phones, have so many more options to move ourselves forward. Um, and... And then my last book, or not my last book, probably, but my next book, it's just called The Assisted Purchase, which is getting people to buy things with you and not from you. Oh, so, that's it. Now, that's yeah. an interesting perspective. Oh. It's just changing the side of the table that you sit on. So oh. right now we're, we're in a selling. I mean, if, if, we, if this was a purchase and I was talking to you, I'm selling on yours. If, if I was making an assisted purchase, I'd be on your side of the camera and we'd be looking and approaching the, the thing, <laughs> the yeah. thing and seeing if we wanted to buy it as, as a group. And I, we'd be taking it apart as the three of us and not me saying, you need to do this. That's a really interesting That's concept. different perspective, isn't it? I, I like that. I like that a lot. But that's, that's me. So, and, and I'm a a loud, loud, brash American sitting here in Birmingham. So I'm the, uh, I'm the, yeah. my, my USP is that I'm the only American financial advisor in all of Birmingham. So. Birmingham. Yeah. Well, that, that gives you an, a unique opportunity, I would say. And life is all about unique opportunities. Correct. So let us ask you a question that um, our, our, our listeners and viewers may want, want to know the answer to. Um, 
retirement is not in our opinion not about reaching a certain age and then everything stops what's your thoughts on that one that's a great question and i think that you people used to say when they'd come to be in the financial advice arena and they go i want to spend my last penny on my last day on the last breath and they're like well that's one that's a horrible way to think about living um the second one is unless you can give me that date and, and if you can then then you're either going to switzerland for assisted suicide or you, you know something else is happening so why don't we work to a, another point that says i would like to have this much money to live my life and give to people in my lifetime and hopefully if there's something left over it will go to the grandkids the kids the a charity or whatever else it is so I think that the old way also used to go until 75, 75. I, the, the, the big things that we're planning for now are 95. I mean, I've got to, I've got to make your money last. I mean, I don't, I don't know how old your mom is with, with people are living in, and I'm, I'm now calling it kind of my, my new thing is we're going through a, a camel hump right now of what people are spending. And the camel hump is from retirement at 65, quote unquote retirement, the old, pack up my bags and I don't go back to the job. Um, you spend money because you go on all your holidays, all the pictures you guys have behind you. You do those from 65 to about 75. And then you go, you know what? I'm still okay, but I don't want to travel as far anymore. I don't like long haul flights. I don't like this. So you go on the camel hump, you start to go back down. We start to spend a little bit less. We start to do, a, you know, we still have fun, we, but everything's more staycations and there's a little bit more going out to dinner but not in Barbados or not in, in southern Spain so we're or in France like you guys do it's not it's it's that so we get to the bottom of this but then we're getting into this now we ache a little bit more so we there's pharmaceuticals might go up in cost care starts to go up in costs um, you like to go on saga holidays or whatever else so you start to pay a little bit more again for your holidays and your living so we have to be able to plan for that. So when we're going through this, this stage here, I think that people should drain their bank accounts, their, their retirement funds a little bit less by doing some more fun stuff and engaging their brains, whether that's non-exec directorships, whether that's investing in some smaller companies that they can actually be on the boards, um, whether it's, it's not taking as much out of that, maybe, working as a consultant in their old business for a couple of years to keep their brain engaged and their bank account less engaged as in spending less um, or just earn more. It's just more fun. But I don't think that retirement looks the same anymore. I think that we've got our bodies are so much better from not having to work in the fields, you know, in, in the, in the 1800s, early 1900s, we didn't have to work in the fields, the salt mines, the coal mines. Our bodies are, we're doing worse to them by eating more stuff and being heavier than than they were they were by doing all that hard work and labor but we're living longer it's just happening and we need to make sure that retirement is fun engaging and, and makes makes the people around us understand that retirement doesn't mean that i'm out the pasture it means that i'm on my next stage i've jumped over the next fence and i'm in the next pasture not out the pasture yeah it's the start of a new adventure isn't it yeah definitely. correct it's a it's a different adventure but it's the start of a new one you, you have to embrace it and take it on and as you say maybe you you uh quieten down a little bit 
because you're not doing the nine to five or eight till six, whatever it was you were doing, sort of six, seven days a week. Or seven till seven. But, <laughs> but you've, yeah. still got, you've still got to keep the brain engaged. You've still got to, you've still got to generate an income. Um, and you've still got your life to look forward to. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a big thing. It really is a big thing to keep yourself engaged in more than just one aspect of your life. Hmm. I mean, I think you cover probably some of my next question anyway, but maybe we should expand on it because I know it's something that I'm very conscious about, particularly because of mum, is, you know, what, what kind of challenges do you think people are going to face as they come into their uh, retirement or actually are already in it and perhaps haven't thought about what is going to be their future? I think there's some, uh, not only, I, I think the health thing is always going to be there. I think uh, the other part is that the stigma of, of working or, or not working or not truly retiring. Some people like it. You don't want to be, you don't want to be old Mr. Grace and being wheeled out in a wheelchair and just showing up for work. You don't want to be the person that stays past their, past their prime, but you have a lot to offer in, in settling the people that are driving their way forward, the, the younger that people can make their business boards, make their, the people that they're working with and their companies that they're passing on, they still, there's still a reason that that company was successful because of your involvement and you need to stay engaged with that. So I really do think that overall the challenges that people are facing are more mental and mental in the, in the spec, in the fact that they haven't positioned themselves in their minds that it's not 65, it's 70, or it's not 70, it's 75. It's not, it's not actually an age. It's when you're actually, if you can sit back and look at yourself and say, what can I add to the company? What can I add to this thing that I'm, that I'm dealing with company, you know, this consultancy contract, this board, if you can't add anything more, that's when you've reached your prime. That's when you need to decide to have a new challenge. And and sometimes that comes in the form of if you've got enough money running your town council or, you know, being that's it's that you can add some very good stuff to a lot of boards that need old wise heads um, to, to help them stay on a straight and narrow. So it's not it's not destroying the energy of the youth that you have coming behind you. It's honing it. It's taking it. And I, I talk about energy, time and focus. And if I can focus what we're fo time, you know, that, that whole direction that we're going, I can take all the energy and time that I have available to me and just shoot it down there. And it's, it's going from being a, you know, a buckshot and birds to sniper. And if you can make sure that you can just shoot the one target that you're shooting down, you can apply all of your team's focus to that. And that's what people that have been there, done that can do best. Yeah. I think there's a lot of it. I mean, you know, as you, get older you've got a lot more experience than anything else you know you've got not just business experience but life experience and i think that's you know that's something that you can really pass on to people certainly the younger generation or people coming up following in your footsteps so to speak no i, I like chris said you know one of the things we've found with the clients that we've worked with over we were just working out nearly we're coming into 10 years in this uh, new arena that we put ourselves in and they none of them realize until we actually start asking them questions about the kind of knowledge and skills they already have that they can use usefully and leave a legacy 
but also they have never thought of the possibility of becoming an entrepreneur if they've already been employed throughout their whole working life. They've not thought about entrepreneurship as something they can do in their retirement years, which has so much purpose and future and can can be passed on down the generations. I mean, what do you, what do you think on, on that topic? Well, I think it's, it's amazing. So what I'm what I'm doing now, one of my ventures is called the Bull Ring, and the Bull Ring is um, essentially Dragons Den meets non-exec directors meets uh, social club, if you want to call it that. So just members, members less than 25 members, but they get together once a quarter and look at five new ventures. Look at them. So there's some investment there, but really I want people that are moving towards their retirements to be able to plug themselves into something that that they can use all their knowledge, their experience, their connections, everything else to help out some younger, not always young, but just some new entrepreneurs um, and, and move that forward. So I think that there's not enough places out there um, for people to meet their next adventure. And, and so I'm trying to do a lot more of that and, I think that they're out there, but people don't know where to look for them. And people don't want to say, what am I going to do next? People don't want to ask that of their friends. So somebody that's a CEO that's running 10 million, 20, 30, 40, 50 million pounds, they don't want to say, well, I'm getting ready to retire next year. I don't know what I'm going to do. They're not going to say that because they've been a powerful person that whole time. And if they say, I don't know what my next adventure is, they think that they're being weak. And I don't think that that's, that's appropriate but that's a, that's something that's set in in the mindset of i've made it to this far i've made it to the highest i could ever be pinnacle wise blah, blah, blah. but it doesn't mean that you've made the most impact that you could possibly make it just means that you were really good at what you did and you got to the highest position that you could so it's getting those people out of that in different ways whether that's investing whether that's on exact directing whether that's buying another business because it doesn't cost that much to buy another business that you might be really good at mm -hmm. um, or investing in it. It could be, you could be leaving the building trade and you could invest in a builder's merchant down the road that you used to, that you used to buy from and say, you know what? I know lots more builders over here. Can I help you take your stuff forward? I will invest some of my retirement money in yours as long as I can come down here and help you guys take this forward. Mm -hmm. So it's just looking for a different, different venture and making an adventure. Yeah, it's it's definitely about you know I think you're right. A lot of it is is all up here. I was just going to say that it's mindset, um, isn't you know, it? It's a huge mindset shift from you know I'm a CEO of a big company and now I'm not. Um, you know what worth have I got in life? Um, and as you say, it's very difficult to go and ask other people, maybe other members of your family or friends, if they've not had he maybe had the success that you've had um and i i know that i mean when we first started our online business you know we were in we our were mid, nobody's we were in our mid 50s like... and we i mean we knew nothing but we found a guy who could help us and he was 27 years old yep and you know we're going hang on we got children older than him how can he help us but then when you switch your mind around and you say well He's done what we want to do, therefore he can help. Then all of a sudden you realize that he's got the knowledge that you need. And it doesn't matter how old he is. It's Correct. just he's got the knowledge. 
that's definitely definitely the truth but yeah i think those the 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 things that we're facing in the future mainly are the things between your ears yeah and and for us i mean two years after we started our online business it led to us writing our first book with a very good friend of ours on the same path um it's the mindset shift from employee to home business entrepreneur because that's what we do that's that's what we help people to do and it's the same issues that everybody has if if we can help them through our knowledge and experience take that shift in their mindset there is, there is nothing they can't do absolutely nothing i mean i look at some of the fear things that we've done in our lives i mean uh, doing a what was that thing that um, I had to climb up this what, zip, zip lining, zip lining. And walk, climbing up walls? And things. I, I said, no, I don't, I, I don't think I can do that. He said, don't be so stupid. You just get on and do it. And like, once you've put one foot in front of the other and then you're on that journey, you actually can't go back. Correct. So maybe it's the first experience we had. We had to keep going. And I remember getting to the top and going, phew. Now I'm going to be zip lining down. And what I didn't realize, that was just the first stage. Yes. The next stage required a lot, a lot more climb. of me than <laughs> I could have imagined ever doing. Am I glad I did it? Why am I glad I did it? Because it's some of those things you can tick off your bucket list and say, yes. wow, I stepped way outside my comfort zone today and I achieved that. And I think that so many people never do that. And I think retirement is is the time to take some of those adventures and have some of those experiences. So that leads me to my next question. Um, okay. And I know how valuable your time is. Excuse me, because I'm reading it here. So what do you think that someone approaching retirement should ask themselves about their future? Number one thing is... What do I like doing? Number two thing is, um, what am I good at? And it could be making lists. It could be organizing stuff. It could be talking to people. It could be what, it, this. Just what am I? What do I like doing? What am I good at? And how could I make money doing those first two things? Because oh, okay. that is that you know that fits so well with our thoughts on what someone should ask themselves so i really really appreciate that so i just want to take you all the way back to the very beginning now because this is the something that really got me thinking and i would like you to tell a little bit of that story if you would that stranded on a desert island paradise or living hell yes okay. go for it <laughs> so i think that old retirement looked like I'm 65. I'm going to go sit on a beach, on a golf course, on a whatever else it is. People might not be as fortunate as you guys to be able to work with their spouse or be able to put up with their spouse 24 seven. Um, so when you change your lifestyle and you're working daily living, if, if the desert Island is palm trees, a breeze, pina coladas or whatever you think it is, then that could be, I've always wanted to play golf five times a week. I've always wanted to do this. My wife and I always wanted to travel every day together. Or my husband, we wanted to travel every day. And that, that is, that's paradise. Living hell is the part when people didn't prepare for that. And they, 
their their lives in at retirement bash back into each other is in you know he's running around here and she's running around there whoever's the breadwinner they're both breadwinners and they both say you know what at 65 we're both going to retire and all of a sudden you try to combine two lives and oil and water sometimes most of the time doesn't mix unless you shake it really hard but then you have to keep shaking it and people get tired of shaking it and all of a sudden you've got nothing to do and all of a sudden you've got nothing to do or you're living two lives again and you're on the golf course five days a week and then it's just a job you know what tiger woods thinks that golf is a job <laughs> he, he might enjoy doing it but it's a job that's how he gets paid so yeah. it goes from being fun to being a job when it either replaces your work or replaces your money and that's what it, it's my big thing is to make it that as close to a desert island because it rains on desert islands i don't know if you know that it rains on desert islands sometimes there's monsoons um, sometimes there's pirates sometimes there's all sorts of things that we have to put up with so even a desert island is it's in its in its best form it is not a great place so you still have ups and downs and you have to deal with those so as long as you're planning your life on your desert island I think that it becomes paradise. If you're not planning it and you stay on there and it's going to be a trap, then it's a living hell. Yeah. Wow. Totally. Wow. Agree. Thank totally you. Agree. Thank you for a fantastic interview and for being wonderful and inspiring guest on our show today. Thanks um, for having if, me. No, it, it's an absolute pleasure. So if someone wants to find you, do you have a website? Can you share that with everyone? I can share that with everybody. It's, it's really easy. It's, uh, I, I was, the marketing was very, very hard on this one. It's called bartdaltonconsulting.com. So you can find me there. And if you can't find it, look, um, Grow, Sell, and Retire is the book. If you can't find me on Grow, Sell, and Retire, because I have a hundred podcasts out there or working on, I'm up to 97. So right. if you want some free tips and some great interviews, like with you guys, um, I've got great interviews out there. I've interviewed the guy that um, made the taser that made, you know, I've got some people out there that have just done things that are amazing. And guess what? They're business owners first, <laughs> you know, they're, they're business owners first and amazing second, because without the business, without their personality that drove that business, they're, they're just you and I, you know, so it's, it's so fun to have people come on and there's always a tip on there on everything. If somebody doesn't, I don't, put the podcast out there if there hasn't been something that if somebody listens to it for half an hour they couldn't apply to their business that day it's that's my rule if it and i've, I've recorded probably 120 so and i've only got less than 100 so if i don't feel that something came out of it that i was able to bring out for the person or for my listeners i don't put it out there that's a great philosophy to have and i think that's how business should be in any case so with that, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, yeah, we appreciate your time. Yeah, we very much appreciate that. And if anyone has any questions um, that they would like us to forward to BD or you have any questions for us, um, it's going to be a way that you can connect with us. Our contact details will be um, available with this video. And we look forward to seeing you on the very next Living the Retirement Lifestyle Show. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next show. This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.